Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning into The Kelly Roach Show. And today we're going to talk a little bit about family roles and why Billy's not allowed anywhere near my business. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of our recipe for family success and some of the secrets behind what I believe has really allowed us to build a 1% life together as a couple and as a family. So the first thing I want to share is that, you know, I'm not a mentor for relationships. I'm not a mentor for marriage. I am just sharing my own personal experience and my own personal experience may not be right for you and it may not be the best for you. And the other thing I'll share is that Billy and I have a very specific way of doing things in our life and in our family that is right for us and is designed by us for us. So you may listen to this and you might totally disagree with everything that I say, or you might pull out a few nuggets that you really love. But I also know people that do it exactly the opposite of us and are totally happy, right? So as with anything in business and in life, you have to kind of take the best and leave the rest and pick and choose what I share today that is relevant and meaningful for you. Okay, so a couple things. First of all, people ask me all the time, because most women, once they've built a really successful multi-million dollar company, Typically, what happens is the spouse joins the company, right? And this happens vice versa. Also, a lot of times with men, when they build a really successful company, a lot of times their wives join them and they work together in the company because usually it just doesn't make sense to have another job because it's hard to maintain those two crazy schedules and you need someone that has more flexibility and all of those things. Now, Billy has been on the payroll as a consultant for legal and risk type things for my company for a couple of years now. And he is there as kind of like a buffer for me when I have a high stakes situation going on that I need someone that I know has pure, unfiltered, my best interests in mind. He's there as kind of my backup as a consultant because I had a situation that happened a couple of years ago where basically... I ran into a bump in the road. I went through a major lawsuit with a media firm. I think all of you guys are already probably know that by this point for using the word entrepreneur. I didn't change the name of my company right away. I went to file a trademark. That's how they started pursuing me. And then essentially because I went to file the trademark, they began to come after me. When I didn't change my name right away because I had literal thousands upon thousands upon thousands of podcasts and pieces of content and logos and web pages with that name. I really wanted to take it to court. I wanted to win the battle, but it got to the point where it would have costed me over a million dollars just to get to trial. They were legally bullying me. It was a horrible situation. And at that same time when I was going through that situation, basically my top like three inner circle people, including a business partner of mine, including my right-hand person inside the coaching company, including the top leader in the coaching company, all basically kind of turned on me at the same time. 
This is what happens to successful people quite a bit. I'm not special. I'm not the victim. I'm very blessed and very lucky to have my life and to have my success that I've had. So I'm not complaining. But this is what happens a lot is that when you become the first, when you become the leader, and when you're having a high level of success, you surround yourself with people and you're moving very quickly and you're making lots of decisions and you're making lots of investments and you can't manage it all and you can't do it all. So you're hiring people, you're developing partnerships, you're working with different people in different capacities. And in many instances, what happens is a lot of people are joining forces with you to be on your gravy train. And that relationship stays intact as long as it's a disproportionate relationship. And in this instance, these three people had been getting a very disproportionate receipt of money from me. And, you know, when we were going through some challenges and I was dealing with the lawsuit and there were some other things going on internally and some kind of bumps in the road came up that tend to happen, these people turned on me really, really quickly. So, What I found was I found myself in a situation in multiple layers very quickly where the people who were supposed to have my back and have my best interests in mind that I thought were like my team members and my partners and, you know, the people that I thought we were like on the same team, I realized really quickly, wait a second, we're not on the same team. And you were only in this relationship because of the disproportionate giving that was happening. And the moment that I asked for there to be an equivalency in the relationship from a reciprocity standpoint, because I was having a hard time dealing with all these other extraneous things that were going on, it just all kind of, you know, collapsed and those people are now out of my life, obviously. That said, that was a huge wake-up call for me that I needed to make sure that I had Billy just kind of like on the peripheral for me so that as important decisions came up as legal issues arose that I had someone just on the payroll as a consultant that I could turn to that wasn't going to have an ulterior motive. Because what I realized really quickly was that the people who I thought I was in alignment with, that we were on the same team with the same trajectory and motivation and all of that, I was not. And so he's there for that. But I only engage him if there's something of such severity that I need to get him involved, essentially. And so it's there as a buffer, but it's not something that is a regular occurrence in the business. So that's just giving like a little backstory. Okay. That said, Billy is not a part of any of my companies. Billy does not work for me. He does not work with me. He is not a part of the day-to-day in the businesses. I share with him very little about what's going on day to day in the companies. And that is very intentional and that is by design. And this is what works for us. And I'll tell you why I made the decision that I wanted to run things this way. Okay. I want my marriage to be a marriage. And I don't want to sit at the dinner table and talk about business. I don't want Billy involved in the transactional back and forth of what's happening day to day in the business. For me, the businesses have been such an all-encompassing thing already that I work really hard every single day to disconnect from when I do get to family time, that the absolute last thing in the world that I would ever want to do would be to insert the business into my marriage. 
And so a lot of people ask me, I get asked this question all the time. What involvement does Billy have in the business? And I'm like, none. Like he is literally there as a consultant if something escalates to such severity that it could potentially impact our family, at which point I will engage him. Otherwise, he's not involved. He's not a part of the day-to-day. I'm not talking to him about the comings and the goings and what's happening with different people and this person did this and this client did that and this launch did this. And a lot of times he may not even know like what we did in a launch or what the performance of the business was that month or whatever the case. And my kind of deal that I have with him is like, if something is severe and you need to know about it, you're going to know about it, right? Because out of fairness, obviously, if there's something that is, you know, could impact the family or whatever the case, like obviously you want your spouse to know about it, right? And of course, if something's great and it's like an outlier and it's so good and, you know, whatever, then we're going to celebrate as a family and like, that's cool too, right? But in the normal comings and goings and in the day-to-day of just, you know, being someone that is a CEO of a company with a nine-year-old and with a marriage that I really want to last for the rest of my life, my top priority is keeping that stress out of my home life. And so a lot of people ask me about that. And so I thought, you know, I'd share a little bit about that and the why behind it. A lot of people ask me, you know, they're like, you and Billy seem so happy. Billy and I have been together for 17 years. Just to give a little context, we've been together 17 years. We have Madison, who is nine. So we really took our time building our foundation of our life together, building our marriage together, dating, being engaged before we had Madison. That was very intentional. And I think our marriage is better than it's ever been. And I think it's continuing to grow. And I think that it will continue to grow. And I think that one of our top responsibilities in life is to put first what's first, which to me is faith and family. And I think that includes being protectors of our family, you know, and Billy and I each have really clear roles in the family. Like he manages the house, he manages Madison's school stuff, he drives her to and from school every day. Like he manages the bills, like he owns like a lot of the home related stuff. We share in responsibilities equally as like parental figures for Madison and we each do different things for Madison and with Madison. We each have a different role there. Billy does a lot of the cooking. I don't really cook, but we have a really, really clear set of family roles. And because of that clarity, there's never a question of like who's doing what or who's responsible for what or, you know, we don't argue over things like taking out the trash like he owns that. Like, that's his thing. Like, that's never going to be a conversation. We're not going to have a fight about the trash or the dishes or this or that or the other. It's like all those things were decided 10 years ago and like it's never going to be an issue, right? So one of the things that can be really helpful for all of you, and actually I'm going to link it down below. I'm going to link it in the show notes for you down below. We have a doc. I have a doc that lists out like kind of all the family responsibilities and What I would recommend is that you sit with your spouse and you go through that and get really, really clear on who owns what and how that's going to work in your home and your family. And it's different for every single one of us. But I think once you do that, it just makes life so easy. Like we were out with someone the other day and it was someone that just so happens to be divorced. And they were saying, you know, marriage is just so hard. You know, marriage is so hard. Like you guys have a really special thing, blah, blah, blah. And Billy and I were like, marriage is not hard. But I think you have to set yourself up to win with marriage. And I think that's the difference. I think 
a lot of people don't set themselves up to win with marriage. And so marriage is a constant battle. For us, because we're so clear on what we want day-to-day life to look like, what we want our marriage to look like, how we're going to manage our home life, how we're each going to play a role in the familial responsibilities, the home responsibilities, the parental responsibilities, and then what our relationship is going to look like, that is what allows marriage to be easy because we set up the game in our favor to win. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, hmm, that's not what marriage feels like to me, or that is what I want in maybe you are divorced or separated, or maybe you didn't have that experience in marriage, and maybe you would like to if you get in a relationship again. My biggest piece of advice, and I'm not a marriage counselor, and I'm not an expert on relationships or marriage by any stretch of the means. I'm just so happy to have a good one that I really, really love that I think is going to last and keep growing. And what I would say is you have to stack the deck in your favor. And that takes a little bit of planning, and it takes a little bit of conversation, and it takes a little bit of clarity to stack the deck in your favor so that your marriage can actually be a marriage. And I think for a lot of people, especially when children come in play, and especially when the business comes in play, what happens is there is no actual marriage. There's a transactional roommate situation where you talk about business, you talk about all the things that need to happen for the kids, you talk about all the stress of daily life and everything going on, but there's no actual marriage. Like your relationship is a completely separate entity from what is going on with your children and from what is going on with you with self and what is going on with you inside your business. And so I know that there's lots of people that work successfully with their spouses and I know that is amazing for them and they love it. So to me, I'm not here to judge anyone or to tell anyone what to do. I just know for us, one of the keys to keeping a great marriage is that it's not about business, that we're not talking and carrying that stress into our evenings and weekends together That like when we're in marriage mode, we're in marriage mode. And when we're in family mode, we're in family mode. And that has made a substantial difference in our life. And for me, also, I don't wish that I could bring the business into my marriage. Like I'm not like, oh, I wish I could talk to my husband about, you know, everything that happened today. I am so thankful. I am so thankful to have an opportunity to unplug from that when I'm in that mode with my family because It really gives me a break and it gives me the ability to kind of spend mental energy on the other areas of life that are important to me. So what I would do is if you want to keep improving your marriage or maybe you are planning to get into a new marriage or maybe you are newly married or maybe you're, you know, going through a divorce, whatever it is, right? Be thoughtful about how you can stack the deck in your favor in the relationship that you're in or in the next one that you build and create. How can you stack the deck in your favor? That's a question to ask yourself. Number one. Number two, how do you get clear on the role that you're each going to play so that there isn't like constant back and forth and there's no fighting and it's a very peaceful, well-oiled machine at home? That's what I would say is like we have such a low-key, peaceful environment at home and that's very much what allows me to thrive in the business day-to-day. Because my energy tank is being filled in the day-to-day, in my marriage, and in my home life. And so when I come into the business, my tank is full. But I think for a lot of people, their tank is depleted at home. And then when they come into the business, they're already starting from 
a negative space, which is very hard to then come back even to neutral, let alone positive growth. I'm going to link a doc down below to share some of the family roles that you can sit with your partner or your spouse and go through. And I just want you to think deeply about what is right for you in terms of how much business you're talking with your spouse and how much of your day-to-day is around that. And even if you do do business together, like making sure that you're still carving out that time that is just relationship and dreaming and gratitude and life, right? And not just what the happenings are that you have to plan for and deal with and transact. So I don't know if this episode will be helpful for you or not. Definitely DM me on Instagram, whether you loved it or you hated it, and give me some feedback. Let me know if you want me to do more sessions like this. I hope it made a difference for someone that listened today. And thank you, as always, for tuning into the show. If there's someone that you know could benefit from listening to this episode, sharing is caring, please pass it along. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.